What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. As always, you can listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And you can uh, follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, this week, we have a returning guest, kind of our resident soccer guy, if you will, uh, my good friend, John Veneziano. Uh, John, what's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Good. It's great to have you. We're uh, Good to be back. Yeah, good to be back talking to U.S. men's national team as the uh, team gets ready for their final uh, tune-ups before the World Cup in uh, November. So uh, just first off, how, how are you feeling about uh, how the team looks going into these uh, last tune-ups? Yeah, so first of all, I can't believe it's like less than two months to the World Cup. That's crazy. Oh, it's amazing. I know. Yeah. Um we're going to be chowing down on some turkey and eat and watching the u.s play england that's going to be great yeah um but yeah i think um you know the head coach greg bearhalter just called up 26 guys to the to the team i think he's got about you know 85 percent of the roster figured out give or take um and i think he you know he knows who his guys are at this point and you know who's he's going to get the most out of and i think you know you know we've kind of seen what the team can do in qualifying we saw kind of what they could do in some of the friendlies over the summer. Um, and I think, you know, going in, we should feel confident that we could get out of the group in the World Cup, no doubt. Um, so you mentioned the, like, roster and all those things. We'll probably talk about a couple of those things. But, um, you know, taking a quick look at the roster, um, you know, goalkeepers, uh, Sean Johnson, Ethan Horvath, and then uh, Matt Turner. Um, so... I probably shouldn't have started with that, but like, what's your overall thought as to like the roster? Um, just like from an overall perspective. Um, yeah. I think from an overall perspective, like I said, I think, you know, most of those guys are, you know, returning customers, you know, mm-hmm. they're regular guys we've seen in qualifying in games with Greg. And I think he knows sure. kind of who he's got at this point and what he has in certain players. Um I think there's definitely some positions that are more clear than others about like where he, what he wants and who he wants to play those positions. Mm-hmm. I don't think like you mentioned goalkeeper, that's like the biggest head scratcher at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that and striker are the two positions that I think are still kind of up in the air. Um, right. But I think the rest of the roster is pretty, you know, locked down of who the starters are going to be, who the bench players are going to be. Mm-hmm. So um, were there any players that like, you were surprised that made the roster or you were surprised that they didn't? Um, yeah. I mean, there were, there were pro- definitely like a few snubs, like um, Jordan Peefock, kind of a, a, a snub striker has been playing really well for the first place team in the Bundesliga. Um, you know, he just got back from an injury, but um, you know, he, he's been kind of hit or miss with the U S in his time uh, playing for the team, but he's really, um doing really well at the moment won the the top scorer of the year in switzerland last year and now got a big move to the bundesliga so he's probably our most skilled striker greg doesn't really see him fitting too much within kind of like the formation of the team and what he wants out of the team so i think that might be kind of a reason why he wasn't in there um but certainly this isn't the final roster and he can definitely make it in the future um i think another sub might be james sands um, used to play for NYCFC, now plays for Rangers in Scotland. Um, he's had a last few last couple rough games for them, but in terms of you know his versatility, he can play center back, he can play right back, he can play defensive midfield. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife, and that's useful to have, especially if it, 
of one of your players gets hurt or one of your players, you know, has a stupid moment and gets a red card and they're suspended for the next game. Um, but there's definitely, you know, a few players who I think, you know, could have made it. But um, for the most part, I think it's probably a fair representation of, of the group at this point. Gotcha. Were there any were there any guys on there that you were like pleasantly surprised that you were like, oh, wow, like I didn't expect that? Yeah. Well, one of them, um, you might know Josh Sargent. Um, he's been out of the U.S. national team picture for a little bit. He's been scoring a lot of goals for Norwich City in the championship, and he's really deserved it to get back to this point. He was very much on the outside looking in in terms of when the summer started, but he's really played his way back into getting on the roster. And I think he has a fair shot to start in Qatar at the striker position. Mm. Um, Very experienced player through the youth national team systems. And he's been our highest potential striker for a long time. And it's good to see him putting it together um, kind of at the club level. Um, Another one, you know, Sam Vines, he's a left back plays for Royal Antwerp in Belgium. Um, somebody that I've been really high on for a while now that I'm really glad that they're bringing into the fold. He's had a fantastic season for Royal Antwerp. They're sitting first place in Belgium and he started every single game for them. Um, Been kind of a fringe guy for most of the most part, but I think he's really locked down that backup left back spot and he's got a real chance to show what he can do this camp with uh, Anthony Robinson out with an ankle injury. So um, those are two guys that I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised to see in that conversation for sure. Um, and then, you know, I know you've mentioned it that, you know, this is probably likely going to be close to what the final roster looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some areas that you think that still kind of need to be figured out? Uh, like I said, um, striker needs to be figured out. I mean, we've got it's down to essentially like five guys at this point for three spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Greg's guy is Jesus Ferreira for FC Dallas. He scored 18 goals in MLS this year. Um, he's really had a career year with them and he's probably going to be going to Europe in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he hasn't really proved it against top level teams and that's who you're going to see at the world cup. So that's definitely a concern. Um, you know, like I said, Josh Sargent's doing really well right now. You know, he's been the guy for the youth national teams and early on in his career, um, he's making a resurgence. So that's something you to think about. Um, and Ricardo Pepe, the other guy who was called in for the striker position, probably the highest potential striker that we have at the moment. He was huge for FC Dallas last year, made a move to Augsburg in the Bundesliga, which didn't work out at all. He, had, he has not even scored yet for them. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lone move uh, just a couple of weeks ago to Groningen in the, um, in the Dutch league, and he seems to be a much better fit for him. So if he can really come on within the next few weeks, I think, you know, you could really see him because Greg really believes in him. Um, and then there's two other guys, like I said, Jordan P. Falk is somebody that I think could make a charge for it. Haji Wright, who plays in Turkey, could make a, a, a little bit of a late run. Um, Greg doesn't really rate him too highly, but he's scoring a ton of goals um, right now. So that's something to think about. And then in terms of the other position, goalkeeper, mm. like there's really no clear cut starter at this point. Um, Matt Turner seems to be the guy. Who knows at this point? He's kind of warming the bench at Arsenal, um, which was to be expected. Ethan Horvath, big in the Nations League. He's kind of been had a weird club career. He's playing in Luton Town right now. And Sean Johnson, I mean, he's on the MLS Cup champions. Um, he's had a pretty good, pretty good season. And then Zach Steffen, who's out injured right now and didn't make the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big name. 
had some really poor performances to start the year. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. but he's somebody that has been in the fold for a while that could make a late push. So, gotcha. um, so kind of looking at these particular games, um, team USA plays a uh, game against Japan, uh, next Friday. It's a early, uh, 825 start cause it's uh, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tuesday, 27th, they're, uh, traveling or playing, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. So looking at both of those games, um, who are like important guys that you're watching for these, for these games? Um, I think in terms of, well, they're, first of all, they're two pretty good opponents. I mean, they're both going to be at the world cup. Japan gave Germany a run for their money last time at the world cup. Mm -hmm. Um, Japan's a very, very technical side, very good at, you know, playing in space, um, getting shots on goal, tricky passing. Um, I definitely think the U S that's going to be a good tactical matchup for them um, okay. to see kind of what, you know, if Greg can employ his style of defense and his counterattacking and his buildup. Um, and then in terms of Saudi Arabia, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of tape on Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, I'll be perfectly honest there. Um, but, you know, they're a team that always does really well in Asia, hasn't really translated at the World Cup before. Um, so they're kind of a bit of a, an unknown quantity. So that might be useful for the U S when they're playing someone like an Iran in the group stage who maybe there's not a lot of tape of, they can try some things out, maybe do some things that they could employ in one of those games. Um, in terms of individual players, I think, you know, I have to say, I think Pulisic is somebody to watch out for. I mean, he's always somebody to watch out for, but especially with his current club situation, yeah, um, in his we'll current playing about, time situation. Yeah. We'll talk um, more about that later, but yeah. yeah. Um, I want to see what he can do because I, you know, we haven't really seen it, you know, this year. Um, I think, you know, definitely some of the fringe guys, I want to see what Eunice Musa has to, has to do. Mm-hmm. Apparently he might've picked up an injury in training today. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and yeah. he, he's at a really good start to the season and he's really showing, you know, his, his national team form which has been tremendous um has really started to translate to his club form and he really could be a driving force in that midfield and then the other matchup that i'm really curious about is you know the matchup do you go with Gio Reyna on the right or do you go with brendan aronson um i think that's a huge debate right now of where those guys fit in because Reyna has the highest potential of any u.s player in my opinion even higher than pulisic um Aronson, though, has been really stellar for Leeds so far this season, and he brings a certain element that a lot of guys don't have. So you got to make that decision of weighing who's more valuable in these games. Mm-hmm. So that'll certainly um, be something I think that I would be curious to see. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned like a couple of like fringe guys. I would assume that those are probably the guys that have the most to gain from these games. That absolutely. You know. Yeah, I, I would say that they have mm-hmm. takes to be on the World Cup roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like, I would say like a few fringe guys, you know, Joe Scally's a big one, right back, plays for Mönchengladbach in the Bundesliga. Um, Greg's been kind of hesitant to throw him in. Um, he's had a few shaky moments, but he's been fantastic in the Bundesliga this year. Um, and he's been our most consistent player in Germany. 
Um, and I really would like to see what he has to offer too, because he can play right back and left back. So um, another versatile option. So he has a lot to gain. I think if he can put okay. string, some good performances together, he could really go for some minutes. Um, and then I'm kind of curious about, is there, is there someone that like has a lot to lose or like someone that like really needs to show what they have with these two games? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's a, a good question. I mean, a lot of the guys that get heat on the national team are the guys that play in MLS mm -hmm. um, naturally within the fan base. I think a lot of the fan base has seen the guys go over to Europe and be successful and then wonder why these guys from MLS are still on this team. Sure. Um, I think guys like Aaron Long, Walker Zimmerman, um, they've made it over some guys that I think probably could have been included. Mm -hmm. um, and they really haven't backed up the performances in MLS with their clubs. So they really need to validate why they're there um, because a lot of guys on the roster have proven why they're there. And those guys probably won't. Um, if Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman get playing time over some of those guys, there'll be a lot of questions, I think, mm -hmm. going forward. Gotcha. Um, so looking at like Team USA and like their, their strategies for maybe these two games, what are some like – like tactics do you think that they might use in these games and um yeah yeah so like greg's always said defensively he wants to play a high line um so that requires a lot of fast athletic center backs to really like go at the the defense and kind of you know really batter them if they get the ball um that could be trouble you know if you get caught out on the counter attack you're going to be really exposed at the back. And then with the questions at goalkeeper, that's definitely a worry because you're like, is he going to stop, stop the shot or not? Um, so I really want to see how that works out. Um, I know they're going to try it during these games and he's definitely done it in the past. He what, how he wants to play. He likes to play possession style soccer, likes to play with a high line and take some risks. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to do it. I mean, these are teams that are going to the world cup. You're going to see how they're going to work. And then you're going to have to see, you know, is this going to work against an England? Is this going to work against a Wales right. um, who have dangerous players going forward? Mm. So um, I really want to see him nail that aspect of it because that's been a big worry um, when they've played, you know, good teams before, like a Switzerland. Um, I remember when they played Switzerland in a friendly a few months ago, they just tore up that back line um, because they got caught out on the high line. Um, I really want to see if they've worked on that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if they can get it to work, that could be a huge positive for the team. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So what about like offensively? What um, types of things do you think you see? Um, so, you know, Greg plays a very methodical offensive game. Um, you know, if you've watched Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel, who just got fired not too long ago, um, you know, they play a possession style of game. You know, mm -hmm. they want to keep the ball. They want to have the ball. They want to create passing lanes for their forwards to run onto. Um, and, you know, with our attacking talent, a lot of people say, you know, we should play counterattacking soccer. We got the players for it. Why are we playing a possession style of game? We've got these really good athletes that can get in great positions. Certainly a valid question. Um, but I want to see them create goal scoring chances. You know, that's something they've struggled to do under Greg um, as a coach. And, you know, you're going to have to score goals if you want to win games at the World Cup yeah. um, and not get embarrassed by some of these really good teams. Right. So 
um, you know, it's just, you know, trying to look for things like that and seeing can guys like Pulisic get in those positions? Can Jesus Ferreira generate chances? Can the midfield play through that final third and find that final ball? Um, you know, those are things that they need to definitely work on because they have the players for it. They just need to execute it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thinking about some of the things that they might try in these games, do you expect that it's probably going to look similar in November? Or do oh, you yeah. I would imagine so. Okay. Um, I would view this as almost as a dress rehearsal for the World Cup. So, I mean, okay. Greg might take a few chances here and there, but I think what you see is probably what you're going to get. Um, okay. I think Greg's been pretty consistent in his methodology throughout this whole cycle um, mm-hmm. in qualifiers and the gold cup and in everything that he's done. It's been a very similar style of play. And I don't see him scrapping that um, anytime soon, even if it's not working. Right. Um, you know, it, this is what he came in to do to play this system. And I think he's going to try and execute that uh, to the best of his ability um, come November. Gotcha. So before we get into talking about Pulisic I'm curious mm-hmm. to ask you the uh I think that the kits dropped today they did <laughs> what uh what are you what are your thoughts on those y- you know um I would say you know if you just take a look on Twitter and you see what people are saying probably gives you a pretty good idea of an indication of kind of how people generally feel about it I thought Nike kind of dropped the ball a little bit um the the away kits I think are really gross the, the blue and black, I really don't like them. The white kits, they're simple. Um, you know, they kind of remind you of like the 2002 kits from the World Cup. Um, yeah. And they, the socks are nice too. Um, is it something I'm going to buy? Probably not. Um, probably not the most inventive sh- shirt design, especially when you look at some of the designs that Adidas have. Japan have a great one. You're going to be able to see that in the game. Um, but yeah, I think they could have done a little bit of a better job. They've definitely had better jerseys in the past. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully it's the product on the field that matters and not what exactly. they look like. <laughs> yeah, Nike, Nike was said, the spokesperson said, like, what, what is your response to all of, like, the negative feedback? And he's just like, well, you know, people are always going to hate a New Jersey. And, you know, if they do well, then people are going to buy it like crazy. Yeah, it's true. And I'm like, honestly, he does have a bit of a point, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so kind of getting into talking about Christian Pulisic and, you know, what whatever is going on with him at Chelsea. Um, are there any concerns that you have about him and like the playing time that maybe he's not getting at Chelsea? Oh, for sure. It would work positively. Yeah, well, I mean, I was really hoping he'd get a move this summer away from Chelsea, whether it be permanently or on loan. He was linked with a lot of different teams. Um, but ultimately, they Chelsea didn't want to sell him. They didn't want to move him. I think that has a lot to do with the American ownership of the club. He's the face mm-hmm. of U.S. soccer. They want to want to keep the guy. Right. Um, you know, I think Pulisic at Chelsea, it's tough because under Tuchel's system before he got fired, wasn't a good fit. Chelsea played a 3-5-2 tried to play their fullbacks, creating most of the chances. And Pulisic plays left wing. And really, that's not a position that, you know, he's going to see in that formation. So naturally, he's not going to get a lot of playing time because it's like fitting a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think under the new coach, Graham Potter, who they just got signed from Brighton, I think, 
you know, he's going to get a fair shake because he wants to see the guys in the squad, what they have to offer. Right. Um, I think for now he kind of rolls with what Tuchel had initially set out, but he's going to personalize that team. And mm. Pulisic has to be ready to grab his chance at the end of the day when he gets it. Um, mm. He has gotten playing time, to be honest. And, you know, while it's in a system that is technically flawed and, you know, not great, you know, he has to make the most of his opportunities at the end of the day, unfortunately. You know, I hate to be critical of him because, mm. you know, he is, you know, you know, what – all of the people in us soccer kind of strive to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, his performances have to back up, you know, what he wants and what he's saying outside of the field um, to be fair. So um, he has to show that he deserves it at the end of the day. Um, that being said, you know, I think he's been a little hard done by. Mm. And I think most us soccer fans will say that because people are biased, but yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, if, you know, things don't work out and he doesn't get more playing time. It's certainly a concern for the World Cup because you want your best players in good form um, and having good confidence. And, you know, mm -hmm. his body language at Chelsea hasn't been great. That's, you know, got to be honest there. Yeah. Um, I almost think, though, that playing at the World Cup with your national team will bring something out of you. You know, once of you course. kind of you, once you're there and you experience the sights and the sounds of the stadium and you're like, okay, it's go time, you know, time to drop all that other baggage and, you know, just hit the ground running. Right. Um, and, you know, the world cup's kind of an audition too, you know, transfer window comes up in January, maybe he shows out and, you know, there's another team that snaps him up. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of different factors that go into it, but, you know, at the end of the day, I always, we all want him to be playing. Right. Uh, of course. Yeah. You know, he's the leader of the team. He's going to be the captain, you know, mm -hmm what he does is going to affect everybody else on the field. So, yeah. um, but you've also got a lot of good other players who can fill that role too. Maybe not as good as him, but you know, you can certainly roll out the rest of the team. It's not a one man show all the time. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And I think it probably will be important when they get to Qatar, you know, doing this as a group effort and not, you know, relying on one player to, you know, score all the girl, score all the goals, get all the chances and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, the whole team is going to really have to rally together like any good sports team. Of course. Um, yeah. And really, you know, I think the, the main match is going to be that Wales match. Um, I think they should beat Iran. I think the England game is going to be a tough one. Um, of course, yeah. And then that Wales game, I think, is going to be that pivotal one. You know, is that going to make or break their success or not? Um, so as long as the guys can come together and have good camaraderie with each other, the team has a really good spirit when they're all together. They all like each other. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody likes the seems to like the coach pretty well on the team, at least. Um, you know, I think if they can summon that group spirit, they've got a They've got a good chance to really, you know, do something. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to these games, obviously looking forward to november and i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll be getting you back on at some point oh yeah no it's gonna you know, preview the whole thing it's gonna be crazy uh, <laughs> i'm we'll really ready coming. for it yeah um so any 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 plugs you want to do for yourself um i mean i've definitely done this plug a few times yeah. um you know if you want to follow my instagram i have a u.s soccer instagram on uh, on instagram um <laughs> at f-u-s-m-n-t profiles all the uh up and coming u.s players yeah. gonna be doing a lot of stuff for the world cup um tighter bit of tighter schedule now with you know work going on but it's yeah. uh 
definitely going to be dropping some good content uh, on that leading up to the World Cup. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, you guys definitely should go and uh, check that out if you're if you're into that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, anything anything else you got? Um. That's a great question. <laughs> I I don't think so at the moment. Uh, what about you? No, I mean I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to looking forward to seeing this team in action. For sure, yeah. You know, no. To see how they do against these two teams, you know, both teams that'll be at the World Cup, so yeah, uh, probably be a good probably be good tests for them. Yeah, and for any new soccer fans out there, I do want to plug this. If there's any new soccer fans out there. Tuning in for the World Cup is a whole different animal. Um, yes, it is. You know, it's, you know, we missed it in 2018 and that stunk, but 2014, 2010, insane. You know, everybody comes together, you know, people who weren't fans become fans for life, mm-hmm. you know, so tuning into a World Cup can really change your view on things. So I really would recommend tuning in because it's, it's really a fantastic event. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we're, we're almost there. We're about two months out, and yeah, we'll be talking plenty of that when it comes up. All right, John, great, uh, great chat near the end. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, folks.